School Talk, a project supported by the One Oldham Fund for Children and Young People. People will undoubtedly have seen the name Brian Clark uh, in Oldham for, for quite a while. Part of that time it was based in the grounds of the old Bluecoat School, but now here it is in a shiny, brand new building, uh, very, very close to, uh, to the heart of Oldham, near Oldham College, and uh, what you might call the educational centre of the town. Sarah is here. Sarah is one of the assistant head teacher. That's yes. you, Sarah. Yes. Um, good morning. Oh, there goes the bell. Right, we have, have everything, everything stops for the bell. It's a very discreet bell, that, Sarah. It is, yeah. I mean, and we have got um, a sort of tannoy system now so we can talk to the children. But, yeah, we have a, a little bell um, so they'll all start moving through now. They should move nice and quietly. So you're very graciously giving Oldham Community Radio via uh, myself today a little guided tour of, um, of, of the new building. Look at that, everybody's coming out and they're saying, who's that man with them talking into a phone? Yeah. Um, and Brian Clark, of course, very famous, as you've just mentioned, um, an artist who is kind of represented uh, very much so in the dining room which is the first big part of the new academy that you see really when you come into it with the with these beautiful stained glass windows your mantra as you were saying sarah is let your light shine which is really nice yes Um, and uh, this is an opportunity for the light to shine through the window absolutely I sort of get the impression, Sarah, that, uh, and you've, you've said you've been in, in teaching for a few years now, that this is kind of like a breath of fresh air yes. here at Brian Clark. Yeah. I mean, just we've just had the bell, as we heard a moment ago, and you've just got two-year groups in, in the, yeah. the school at the yeah, moment, haven't you? Yeah, just at the moment, you? yes. Yeah, so each year we'll, we'll gain a new cohort of Year 7, so the school will grow. So at the moment, um, we started on the temporary site at Bluecoat because we're part of the, the trust with Bluecoat, the Cranier Trust. And um, then we moved over to this new building in May. Um, and it was brilliant, you know, in terms of the children have been in the temporary accommodation on Bluecoat site for almost a year. And then they came here and obviously it's so light, it's so, you know, there's so much space for them. But each year we will take a new, a new cohort of students. So we will grow um, up to around, well, over a thousand students. It is a big building. What's nice about it is it's all sort of levelled, so there's not lots of different separate buildings that they need to navigate the way around. So the new students, when they arrived in Year 7, coming from Year 6, although they were daunted like they always are doing, you know, coming to secondary school. It's a big move. It's a big move. <laughs> um, they find the way around really, really quickly. And like I said, the, the building itself, the way it's been designed, is it's very light, and it's, that's reminiscent of our sort of, you know, motto, let your light shine. But it's also, like I was saying before, you can see on the doors as well, everything's reminiscent of the mills. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting little concept. The, 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 the BCA logo is, is a, a, a mill, isn't it? One yeah, of the and that was designed by Brian mills. Clark as well. Right. Um, and it says, you know, let your light shine. So the mills are obviously integral to Oldham. We were the, the Cottonopolis, if you like, along with Greater Manchester. Um, our house system is named after three houses, so Heron, Elm and Arm. Well, famous mills. Famous course. mills, and you can actually see, um, I think you can see one of them from this side. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying before, the, the actual building is reminiscent of the mills, so you can see when we go upstairs, they look like the top of the mills. And all that's taught to the children for that real sense of community, because some of them weren't born in Oldham. Yeah, and I think it just gives them that real sense of history and... Part of some of the characteristics that we really talk about is, is industry, it's hard work, and they're coming from a line of mm. real hard workers from, from Oldham, from Greater Manchester. 
um, and it's that grit that it's that determination resilience to keep getting up to keep going and we feed all of that through our everyday interactions with the students really developing those themes not just kindness like we said before about you know the way the children are moving around so respectfully but also about you know their journey might be tough the journey might be difficult but it's making sure they just keep moving and they keep moving forwards School Talk, a project supported by the One Oldham Fund for Children and Young People. Sarah, one of the things that the Brian Clark Academy is really justly proud of is the respect and the courtesy and the manners uh, and all these other nice words that everybody shows to everybody. Um, you were telling me before that the lady who cleans the dishes away and does the dusting and things like that is is miss just as much as the qualified teachers and assistants and, and everybody else is that a very important part of the school ethos yeah absolutely and and it, it's about them really recognizing as well just how many people are doing things for them to make sure that they can learn to make sure that the school works properly so whether it's somebody who's working in one of our offices or whether it's somebody who's cleaning the toilets or emptying the bins they're all equally as important to the children and to us as staff and to everybody that they can see how that community works together so at the beginning of the year and throughout the year they're introduced to key members of staff in the school whether they're that's one of our cleaning staff or whether that's somebody who works in the kitchen or admin or you know anybody and they're expected to treat them with the same courtesy and respect if they're asked to do something they're expected to follow it regardless of who's asking them and what you know um we communicate a lot the whys around we do things and why it's important to be so respectful and it's not just about them leaving with the best possible opportunities at at post 16 and the pathways for the future of course that's you know paramount in terms of importance but what what is important to us is that they're the best version of themselves and they're leaving as good people and good citizens and they're looking after each other they're looking after the community and there's a, an incredible sense of community acro across the school it's interesting actually Sarah because you, you you refer to it as you have done it as, as a school the name is Brian Clark Academy there are those people perhaps listening who hear that word Academy yeah. and think of it as oh something not desirable or or less desirable as the more sort of traditional education system but what would you say to those people because I mean I've, I've only been what you know walking around the corridors a matter of minutes really and and already you just get this ultra professional ultra caring ultra compassionate kind of environment and it's it's kind of dis dispelled my image of what an academy is is that the same for many people who come absolutely and i think what we what we are instilling here is part of the the trust um obviously we, we work quite closely with other schools for example blue coats and ands and what is really good about that is you can you can lean on each other sometimes teaching can be quite a lonely profession um it can be difficult at times but having working relationships with other schools um where you can call on and you can support each other that's part of being you know an academy as well it's part of working together and doing the best for our young people
you, you were telling me as we were just, again, walking these beautiful corridors, immaculately clean. How do you keep them so kind of free from anything, really? The, the children of art, you know, like they I was saying pride, before, don't they, they do, they absolutely yeah. do, and they really do look after the, the building. So far, the children are being very, very respectful. They're looking after it. They're just so in awe of the building yeah. and they're so yeah. excited to have it. For our first cohorts of children, they are the first founding members of Brian Clark. So they are proud. They're so excited to come into school, but they do. They really look after it. I know from what you've said, the, the school is in one of the deprived areas of the town. You have mm-hmm. quite a lot of children that come here who fall into that category. Mm-hmm. How do you overcome that barrier from day one, Sarah, in terms of keeping them engaged? Because you mentioned a number of factors, not least the pandemic, not least the fact that some may be first wave immigrants into, mm. into, the, into the country. These are challenges that, are they kind of new to you as a, as a leader at the school? I would say the impact of COVID has been felt, you know, the ripple effects have been felt across education for the last, since we came back sort of full time and tried to reintegrate students back into full time education, coming back to school every day. I've worked in a number of different schools, but the levels of of deprivation across Oldham, that, that's nothing new um, in terms of what we experience as a town. What is more challenging and it, what is being faced by lots of schools is, is literacy levels. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of work goes into tackling low levels of literacy and really supporting students, supporting families um, to make sure that the children are making progress and, and that they're in line with peers that maybe have been reading for a lot longer um, and are more fluent in, in English and use of you know, wider vocabulary. The literacy programme here is making real inroads and, mm. and the progression that the children are making is is remarkable really. But in terms of what what's working here is the massive sense of belonging. So a lot of work goes into the, to this with all members of staff, but in particular from our head teacher, Alison, who creates and has created this real sense of community. Like I said, we've got the story behind the building. We've got the story behind, you know, the mills. You can see the roof there, can't yeah, you? Yeah, and, yeah, and all right. here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like looking at one of the old mills. It, it's incredible, isn't yeah. it? It really is, yeah. So when, when, you, is, yeah. when you're talking to them about, you know, where they live and what's so incredible about where they're from, the reputation of Oldham isn't always perceived as positive, is it? You know, from the past. But we've got an amazing past when you think about what we produced as a town. And that is really instilled into the children so that they can see where they're from and what they should be proud of and what they're moving towards. But that real sense of belonging and that we are a community, we do look after each other, is, is instilled all day, every day that they're in school. And this surely must be a good thing again to try and retain and hold on to what will ultimately be very talented and, and, and highly motivated young people Absolutely. when they go through the system here yeah. uh, to, to keep them in the locality because that's the perennial yeah. danger, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, the fact that we lose so much. Again, you know, we talk about some of the old names of, of you know, well-known people in Oldham who have uh, put their mark on the town mm. uh, and gone on to achieve great things. This, this is almost a... A renaissance for that, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and we were in that meeting together, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, where yeah. it's about encouraging local businesses to to really get involved in schools and to keep our children 
invested in Oldham and, and you know, I liked um, Craig's saying, keep the pound in the town. <laughs> I love that. But our families do stay in Oldham, yeah. but they, they go off and work elsewhere. So it, it, it is about encouraging them and seeing the vibrancy and, and seeing what's going in Oldham that they can get involved with as well. So already we're thinking about our careers links and we're building up our strong links with businesses in the community, uh, the colleges in the local community, the sixth form, obviously we've got mm. Blue Coat sixth form, we've mm. got... Oldham Six, we've got so many FE providers that are amazing <laughs> yeah, in our yeah, town, yeah. but also it, it's doing, you know, as much as we can in terms of informing our young people about what is out there in terms of opportunity. But again, bringing it back to the town, we've got lots of opportunity in our town that they can get involved mm. with. And speaking of vibrancy, you used that word a second ago. Yes. I don't think I've ever been in a science lab with a lime <laughs> green wall at the, as kind of the feature. I mean, the design of the building, obviously, is, it's bound to be, isn't it? It's going to be ultra modern and, mm. and attractive. But it, does that all add to the learning experience of these young learners? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely adds to it in terms of, you know, it's a brand new shiny building. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of work. I mean, they were, you know, they were in different accommodation before they moved. And the it, it's more about the culture that's being created and cultivated, the love of learning. And, and the children, it's like I said to you, when you open the gates, they are desperate to get into school. You know, they, that, that is it's, it's it's so unusual yeah. For, yeah. for teenagers to be. And, you know, when we've done the, the parent and student surveys over the last 12 months, you know, our students feel safe. They, they, they feel like they understand the high expectations. They know we have high expectations but also they, they, they enjoy being at school and they're making lots of progress. The learning, the learning that's taking place is, is really good. And this is no namby-pamby, nine to three thirty school day as it was back in my time. I mean, you, you, quarter to eight, did yes. you say you start here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how long is the school day? Yeah, so it's it, we start at quarter to eight and, and like I said, if, if some of them have got intervention support, they do that from um, quarter to eight to late thirty and then lessons begin at quarter to nine, so they're in form time. The pastoral curriculum is, is, is a really strong sort of golden yeah. thread through the school and like I said to you before about themes and about character development obviously we're a Church of England school but we embrace all our multi-faith cohort and our community so a lot of work goes into things like circle time so we have that every week we have our collective worship on Mondays where we have you know at the moment we're looking at compassion and kindness next week we'll be looking at um, I think it's we're moving into things like anti-bullying week so looking at friendship and it is really important that they keep moving through this different character development and understanding what it means to be a good person, but also, like we were saying before, what it takes to be resilient and to keep getting back up and persevering and all those kinds of qualities. The literacy goes into the form times and then the careers element as well, which is what we talked about before, and, and then lots of the celebration of the positive but the school day is designed so that they maximize the learning and then they have an opportunity to do what's called co-curricular so for two days a week each student has the opportunity to choose something completely different so it could be something from ballroom dancing <laughs> which was incredible to watch yesterday with some of our students doing ballroom dancing yeah to forensics to culture club and, and what what it's designed to do is to real to give the students a real cultural experience to give them insight into something that they might not have had the opportunity to do or they might not have done it because nobody in the family's ever done things like that before and 
you know, quite often you'll know yourself in your own families, you mm. tend to stick with what your family mm. does. So if your mum did netball or your dad did football, <laughs> you do the same. You naturally follow. You yeah. naturally follow. Yeah. So it just really gives them an opportunity to broaden the horizons. So you've got that broad curriculum that we're, we're being, you know, we're teaching to them. But then they've also got those broadened experiences in terms of the co-curricular. So it might sound like a long day, but the, the opportunities that they get in, and then on top of that, they all the extracurricular after school. It's almost, it's a 24-hour process. It's a 24-hour process, it? yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Our staff are incredible, and the, the opportunities they're giving students, and what the students are embracing is incredible and our parental support is incredible as well you know our parents are really on board with everything that we're doing and very very supportive and i think they see in the children just what the fruits of the labor if you like you know from all the support and and all the engagement that the children are getting but yeah it's some of the some of the clubs that they're doing i want to join (laughs) school talk a project supported by the One Oldham Fund for Children and Young People. We, we have to speak in hushed <laughs> tones because we're in the library. Um, this is, a, again, another... It, it is just like a public library, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you said, Sarah, before, the number of youngsters that get engaged with reading, which is the very... I kind of get the, the very high focus in the in the school here yeah. i'm speaking very quietly aren't i <laughs> um but it is it, it is just that but you can never have enough books can you you can never ever have enough books and the way our children are, are reading them at the moment i think they might have might end up reading the same one two or three times but um yeah they've especially when we get a delivery the children are absolutely ecstatic you know that they're, they're just so excited they're actually very good at telling me. Say hello to Miss Librarian here, Miss Gary. Yeah, (laughs) you don't mind, do you? No, (laughs) they're actually really good at coming forward and telling me what they want in the next order. So I've got a huge list of children and what books they're waiting. So they come forearmed and and prepared. We said, right, Miss, we want we want this way. Absolutely yes, they know what they want. (laughs) Um, Absolutely yeah, and and I say that it's your library and you are here to lead it. You know, and and they know that it belongs to them. Um, and the books have to represent them. So, yeah, it is wonderful. Yeah, the, I mean, and it's open, isn't it, at lunchtime every day? Um, and the amount of children, but it stays this quiet, you know, it's... It's just... It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful space, it's a safe space, but it's a space where they're actually coming to engage in the books and they do the book reviews as well, don't they? And they recommend books to each other. But you can go around at different spots during lunchtime and children will be sat reading whether that's inside or outside and and like you know miss carey said at the beginning of our conversation teenagers reading it's it's much more mm. uncommon now than it used to be because they weren't all the different things you know that children have got now where they can distractions distract yeah absolutely <laughs> so to see the children reading but not only reading like talking about it i remember my first couple of days here i think i told you didn't I? one of the children came up to me and said what's your favorite genre of book i've never been asked that's, that in my entire life that's not the normal run of the mill no, question for, no. for teachers and they will and, and there's something on all the classrooms isn't there about what so staff are encouraged to share what they're reading um, I know you're doing something at the minute, aren't you, where... Because um, I sent you a picture of the dog, didn't I? They have to guess what members of staff are reading, so I, I did one with the dog. Um, but it's a constant reminder. It's a constant... It's always there, isn't it? The culture of reading is always there, and it's 
it's in lots of things that they do. But it's worth mentioning, and we've noticed this as we've been going around the, the various uh, classrooms. Are they still calling them classrooms? Is yes. that, I'm, I'm good with yes. that. I'm safe You're with okay that. With okay, that, I'm doing yeah. well, doing well. <laughs> but, you know, that it's not this, this traditional form of learning, if you like, reading, is not at the behest of technology because there's interactive whiteboards yeah, yeah. and uh, and all the, the the pcs dotted around the place yeah. again is this a just the de rigueur kind of thing now for for this kind of establishment yeah so obviously you know technology's moved on a lot more than the roll around chalkboards that that existed even when i first started teaching but <laughs> the tradition of reading the children will always need everybody will need to be able to read everybody will need to be able to write, but to read with enthusiasm and to enjoy what you're reading. And it's all that idea of reading for pleasure, isn't it? That's the key focus, keeping them engaged, keeping them enthused. And, and at the moment, like we said, it's, it's really working. The work that's gone into them enjoying the reading, but being read to as well. So mm. they're read to twice a week by the form tutor. They're all given their own book, aren't they, in year six, which is the Odyssey. And for some of our young people, that might be the first book they've ever owned or the first book that they've ever been read to. And that's not detrimental to, to you know, families. That's culturally children. And, you know, the, the libraries are closing, aren't they? The libraries aren't being used as often as, the, as they used to be. So that's it's just encouraging it from lots of different angles for, for young people to read rather than, you know, maybe go on an iPad or watch the TV, which is you know, sometimes often what they want to do instead. <laughs> and I know, obviously, we haven't even talked about school budgets. We probably don't need to go down that route. But they are tight. And to try and equip a, a, a room like this, which is a very large room for the reasons that you've, you've explained, you could always do with some more books. So if people do have good quality books for, you know, for suitable for ages of, you know, the, the, the teenagers, then I'm sure you'd you'd be pleased to maybe at least uh, hear about them. You don't want to be inundated, of course, but uh, if, uh, if that's something that you, you happen to have, then do let us know here at Oldham Community Radio and we'll pass the information on and uh, see what we can do. Because there's loads on here. They're, they're all here. I mean, I don't know any of these um, authors. Uh, you, oh, Marcus Rashford, but there you oh, go. He's, he's, he's Harry a, Potter. Oh, everybody's heard of Harry Potter, it's even popular. a numpty like me. <laughs> Wonderful. This is... Just incredible. I can't help but notice the little signs everywhere where we've been today. Behaviour for learning, all these star, you know, we sit up straight, we yeah. track the, the speaker. speaker. I'm nice testing. Yeah, we respect the, the speaker. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the fact that these messages are not only being demonstrated, mm -hmm. but they're there for, for youngsters just to pick up in their own minds. Yeah. Um, but the, it, we always talk through the importance of the why. So why do, why should they sit up straight when, you know, when they're responding yeah. to members of staff or when they ask, you know, they're asked to do so. And it's, it's not just about them doing it for doing its sake. It's about they're fully engaging in the learning, the, the listening to yeah. what the teacher or other people in the classroom yeah. are saying. They're being very respectful, but it's all the processes. It's all the things that they're going to need when they're sat doing an interview or they're in the workplace, you know, when they're interacting with people as adults, or, you know, as people that even outside school, we want them to interact in ways that will make them successful. So it's, it is everywhere in terms of the classrooms, but it's, um, it's how can I describe it? It's implemented, it's part of who we are as well. It's that, that it's idea of culture. It's the fabric of who we are, yeah. yeah. School Talk 
a project supported by the One Oldham Fund for Children and Young People. Every school has a hall. You can hear perhaps a little bit of echo now because we're in this absolutely ginormous. I think this is probably the biggest secondary school hall that I've ever been. But it doesn't look like a school hall, does it at all? No, it's not. It's not reminiscent of what I had at school where it was wooden floorboards <laughs> and you probably sat on the floor for it. It's um, again, it's that word again. It's vibrant. You know the colours. It's inviting. It's a little bit cold at the moment because nobody's been in here this morning. So how often do the, do, is, it, is it filled to capacity? It is, at the moment, we, we have collective worship on Monday, um, so both year groups at the moment, year seven and eight, come into the hall and we have our collective worship for 30 minutes on Mondays. And then this is where the celebration assembly takes place. So once a half term, um, we celebrate our students' successes. So things like the attendance, positives, punctuality. Um, sparks, which is all to do with numeracy and so on. Um, you know, I could I could stand here <laughs> all day telling you there's, there's lot, well, <laughs> lots of positives. Um, we also hold things like you know I mentioned before about our, our culture day, yeah. which is with an incredible success. Um, the children brought all the food in, and we had a, it all displayed at the back. And the children were teaching the other children how to pronounce you know the foods that they they brought in. They were sharing the ingredients and and then we did the big fashion show and the performances at the end of the day and the children were so proud um and they just had that real sense of belonging and, and what was amazing through that day was the children identified their similarities as well as recognizing differences and that was what was really special about about the day and about that's a fantastic outcome yeah isn't it, yeah it was it was it was incredible and they were so interested in each other's um cultures right from you know asking questions about what the dress was and um the food and like i said to you they were teaching each other their different home languages um we obviously had uh, mufti halal from older mosques development and also richard ford the trust pastor and the, the you know, they spoke so beautifully and so poignant at the moment in terms of what's happening, you know, about our sense of community and about us looking after each other. Um, and it was just brilliant that they could demonstrate that golden thread through different religions. And again, like I said, what is important about maintaining a sense of community is that they see their similarities and they see their differences, mm -hmm. but they come together as a community. You know, you can go outside at break time and they'll be playing you know they're all playing table tennis together or football or like I said the sat reading um it's just a nice feeling it's a nice atmosphere you you're right in the heart as we said right at the start Sarah of, of Oldham and obviously where we are now the whole area surrounding the the, the, the academy is going to be redeveloped yeah. uh, as part of the the town regeneration project over the next 10-15 years maybe longer than that the, the the youngsters that come to Brian Clark and those that will yet fill the space here, these wonderful empty rooms that are yeah. empty now but won't be for long, yeah. um, they they will see huge changes in the town. Mm. Um, you, you're almost going to be part of a, a, an integral process of building, I think building bridges yeah. isn't too far off the mark, is it? Yeah, it's really exciting. It's like I keep going back to that idea of, you know, that sort of footprint it's exciting times for the town you know mm. it's like we said before the, the the town can be remembered for for negative things you know we talked about the Oldham riots but there's so many positives that came from from Oldham 
And I think being part of the redevelopment and part of, you know, changes that are coming it is exciting. It's exciting for the children. It's exciting for the new children that are being born into Oldham. It's exciting yeah. for staff. It's, it's exciting for teachers that have taught in Oldham like me for such a long time to see investment being put back into the town and investment for our young people because they deserve it and the town deserves it as well. Well, Sarah, we've finally sat down with a brew and a custard cream, although I've resisted the temptation. I'm very good. <laughs> Um, thank you ever so much for showing me around Brian Clark Academy. I mean, it, I don't think I'm far off the mark when I say it really is a shining beacon, a jewel in the crown of Oldham. It must be very, very proud of what what it is. A school is only as good as its pupils and, and, and the people who actually look after them. And you're just doing some fantastic work here. What what do you envisage the future to, to be like um, at this point in your career as, as one of the senior people here? I hope it is, as you said, it's a beacon in terms of what we can achieve in terms of our young people in Oldham. Um, what I want them to achieve is I want every single child, no matter background, faith, heritage, I want them to have that belief that they can be everything that yeah. they're meant to be and there's no barriers that can prevent them from getting there um, in the same way that, you know, lots of children have different opportunities. The children at Brian Clark are given those same opportunities and, and hopefully more, and that'll continue. And hopefully, as we talked about before, they'll reinvest in our town and yeah. they'll come back. But I think most of all, it's that pride. It's that pride to come to, to Brian Clark, being mm. part of the community, but being proud to be from Oldham. And, and saying it with pride and talking about the town, that's what, what I think would be an incredible legacy to leave in terms of my stamp, in terms of, you know, I've grown up in Oldham and I've gone to school and college in Oldham. I've taught in Oldham for a long time. But for children to say that they're proud of the school that they went to, to be appreciative of the opportunities that they were given and the teaching staff that invest so much time into the children, as we said, the, the parents support if they leave and they go on to become everything that they can and are meant to be, that's an incredible legacy. But to say you're proud of it is, you know, that's just the icing on the cake. School Talk, a project supported by the One Oldham Fund for Children and Young People.